Good morning. First off, I want to say this morning, uh, if I don't make it through this without uh, shedding a tear or two, you're just going to have to forgive me. Sorry. Um, you know, this is such a strange year, seniors. Um, I, I, I think we all, and I've said this before, uh, I think the last time I did communion, this has been a, a big grief process, honestly, this past several months uh, during the pandemic. I mean, there's so many different emotions and, and so many different feelings, and some of them are frustration, some of them are anger, some of them are, are even hopelessness. And I was just sitting there, and, you know, Brent, thanks a lot for leading Listen to Our Hearts, because that's my favorite song. And I was already getting all emo with that one, but um, no, I wouldn't paint my eyelashes or anything like that. But anyway, um, but it started me thinking about just all the things that these seniors have missed this year. Uh, they missed Guatemala, and they missed Senior Sunday, and they missed going to uh, Soul Quest, and they missed... Uh, going to Bulgaria, they missed junior senior trip, they missed a Canada trip or another mission trip, they, they missed just regularly meeting together. Um, and, and honestly, one of the challenges that I'm going to be facing after you guys leave, if we ever get to some semblance of normal again, is that a lot of our younger kids are not going to remember what it was like to have youth group. It doesn't take long to forget things. And I don't want to sound hopeless with that because I have great confidence in our students that are in high school now uh, that they, they will take that responsibility uh, and, and help educate and help uh, represent and model what it's supposed to be about. But I want to acknowledge just the grief, I think, that, that many of us feel during this time. And some of you are going uh, off to, to school in person. Some of you are having to meet virtually. And, you know, it's just such a weird thing to even say those words. But that's, it is what it is. But I'm really proud of you guys. This, this group, as you've seen uh, in, the, in the booklet, and they were out there by communion if you didn't see it, but uh, they're, they're literally going from coast to coast uh, after they graduate. It's pretty impressive. Uh, this is a really impressive group of students, uh, not just from an academic standpoint, but from a, a God-honoring, God-following life that they have lived. And their parents, I know, have just poured into them. And, and I want to... I want to give you a couple of pieces of advice. I realize I didn't really want to have another sermon, sorry. Um, but the first piece of advice, and you might have seen it on my, uh, on my Facebook or social media yesterday, uh, if and when you grow up and, and you get married and you have children, don't let them gnaw on a Copenhagen can. Because that's redneck and that's just weird, okay? Because I saw that yesterday, by the way. But the other, the other piece of advice that I would give you is this. And I always think every time that we talk about seniors is the scene from Lion King where Simba is kind of trying to go find who he is, as Chris talked about, this false, weird thing that I think kids that go off to college think that they're supposed to do. And, and Rafiki, the, the wise uh, uh, character in his life, is kind of going along with them and walking alongside him and trying to help him realize that he already was who he was. He just forgot. If you take your Old Testament out and look just through the whole Old Testament, there's so many jillions of times that God's people forgot who they were. We are no different. Some of you have forgotten who you are. Some of you will forget who you are. But I want to bring you back to that scene where 
Rafiki, they, you know, he's telling Simba as Simba looks into the sky and, and, and symbolically hears his father say to him, remember who you are. I want you to remember a couple of things and then we'll get on with the, uh, the senior part of this thing. Number one, I want you to remember who you are, that you're a child of God, as we just sang about, created in his image with purpose and intent. And I want you to remember, you've got, look on your pew next to you, you've got a Bible that was there that's been given to you. Normally, and I you know, grieve over this too, normally we have those sitting out for several weeks and people can underline their favorite passages or whatever. Uh, for any of you guys that want to do that, I would text them and tell them or write it on Facebook or whatever and say, hey, underline this and put my name by it or whatever. I mean, I, it's a shame that we haven't been able to do that, but obviously with guidelines and things, we need to do that. But you guys have heard so many different verses, I know, from me that I think are, are core to what our faith is supposed to be about. One of those is to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Another one is to love other people as you love yourself. Another one is Acts 2, 42 through 47, which you guys have heard a million times and you know it better than I do, talking about what the first group of Christians did every day. Or, or, or Mark 10, 45, that the Son of Man came not to serve, but to, not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Your life is not about you. It never has been. In the culture that you're growing up in, everything's about me, everything. And I would encourage you, as, as Chris talked about the world, fight against that with everything in you. Don't make your life about yourself. Make it about other people and make it about God. I think too often times people look at Christianity and they say, oh, that's really complicated. And I know Chris was talking about you know, the, the, the perception that science and scripture does not jive, which is completely ridiculous. The reality of it is, is that Christianity is so simple and that's what makes it so profound and so incredible. It's easy to understand, but it's so hard to live. And it's, it's a difficult challenge. And so I want you to remember who you are. I want you to remember this verse above all. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, that there is a great cloud of witnesses that surrounds you. These people in this auditorium and the people that are on camera that are not able to be here, they have poured into you since you were born. When you go away off to wherever you're going, remember. Remember the people that have poured into you, that have put notes in your basket out there, or have patted you on the back, or given money so you can go on a mission trip somewhere, or have given you words of encouragement, or have prayed over you or for you. The, 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 uh, uh, the prayer pals that, that Alyssa is talking about, and we're doing again this year, that have been praying for you. The, the, the elders of this church that have poured into you. So many people have poured into you. Remember. Remember. And the second thing is this. Remember who you are, and also remember who has poured into you. This community of believers, as I talked about, has done that. Next to you, again, on the pew, there's a, a, a wooden plaque. These are the coolest frames I can ever find. They're reclaimed barn wood, and I think that's just legit, but that's just me. There's two things on there. One of them is a blessing that the elders and I wrote several years ago, like 12 years ago, that is their charge to you of, of what kind of a life that they have tried to pour into you and hopefully that you would grab onto and that you would choose to live. And Ted, one of our, one of our elders, is going to be reading uh, that passage and, and, and for you here in just a minute as an official blessing. And the other thing is something that your parents wrote for you. 
as a parent who helped write one of these this year and one in the past, there's a lot poured into that. Please recognize that. Remember the things that your parents have taught you. Remember the things that your grandparents have taught you. Remember the things and the people that have poured into you. And remember, as Joshua says in Joshua 24, 15, choose who you're going to serve. Because in the words of Bob Dylan, you're going to serve somebody. This morning, I want to recognize each senior. What we're going to do is obviously different than we've done before. I'm not going to have anybody come forward. We don't have anybody shaking hands and handing out Bibles, uh, and, and I'm sorry for that. But uh, I do want to recognize each, each student and their family. So when I read your name, if you would stand and, uh, and be recognized, uh, I'm going to read a couple of things from your uh, bio that you gave me, uh, and, and then we'll, uh, we'll proceed. The first one, who is obviously not here, she may be on camera live with us, I don't know right now, is Emma Okeson who is our Swedish exchange student daughter, uh, and she still feels a part of this church family. She says, uh, um, for example, under person at West Ark that she looked up to, she looked up to the whole church as a family, not a specific person, but instead I'm amazed by the love and the beauty that comes when we get together and worship God. It's something that I've never, ever taken for granted, and I'm so thankful for West Ark and the Christian family that is. What a beautiful sentiment, Emma. Thank you for sharing that. The next one, if you would stand, and your parents, Benton Anderson. Benton's most impactful spiritual experience was mission trip to Guatemala in spring 2018. That was a great trip. Uh, the person that he looks up to here at West Ark are both of his parents. That's awesome. Uh, I can't choose just one. They have done a fantastic job raising me and have been great examples. That's Benton Anderson. Karsten Bonneau. His most impactful spiritual experience was attending Soul Quest and being baptized by his brother. That was great. I remember that. And the person that, at West Ark that he looks up to are his grandparents, David and Donna Bonneau, because they put their relationship with God first and they support him in everything that he does. That's Karsten Bonneau. Thank you, Karsten. Martina Gooden. Her most spiritual, impactful spiritual experience was the Guatemala mission trip. The person that she looked up to also is her parents. They've always supported me in anything I wanted to do, and they've been there when I needed it. Thank you, Marty. Marty Gooden. Hunter Heslin. Hunter also said that the most impactful spiritual experience that he had was the Spring Break Guatemala mission trip. And the person that he looks up to the most is Ted Knight. This past year, he has been a caring friend and mentor who has helped me through this ever-changing year. Great words. That's Hunter Heslin. And now Ted's crying over there, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, Alphonse Jackson is next. He's not here today. He's uh, ill and not able to be with us. He and his mom are really planning to be here. But Alphonse, we wanted to just read this out and honor him as well. Uh, the, uh, the most impactful spiritual experience that he's had was the circle when we have a little Devo. So there you go. I like that. And then the other thing is the person that he looks up to is Kevin Heslin, Brian Robbins, and John Huff. 
They are the most wise and funniest men I know. They help me a lot with my spiritual walk. We love Alphonse. He's such a great kid. God, yeah. Garrett Keller. His most impactful spiritual experience was hiking up a volcano in Guatemala with the boys and seeing the wonders of God's creation. I should have said the Grodies, but I wasn't going to go there. Um, if you don't know what that is, don't ask. Uh, the person at West Stark that he looked up to, Jerry Canfield, because he is always so kind and understanding. He always sets a great example and encourages me to be the best that I can be no matter how many times I fall. That's Garrett Keller. Miley McDonald. Her most spiritual, uh, impactful spiritual experience, one of the most encouraging things during my high school years was witnessing several, witnessing several of my close friends and myself inclu included begin to develop a deeper relationship with God and develop our own personal understanding of what it means to be a Christian. That's awesome. The person that she looks up to is Linda Davis. She's a great example of what a Christian woman should be. She has a true servant's heart, and she's always been one of my biggest encouragers from the time that I was a small child. That's Miley McDonald. She can cook a little bit, too. You forgot that part on there, but, you know, you don't want to make granddad mad and jealous. The next one, uh, I'm not, not very familiar with this one. Her name is Molly O'Dell. Uh, her most sp impactful spiritual experience, she says, I think getting uh, and creating and strengthening bonds with my church family. I consider so many people to be close friends and even family, which is a blessing just to be able to say. The person that she looked up to here at West Art, she would say Ted and Sharon Knight. They have continually poured into my life and set a beautiful example of loving like Jesus. That's Molly O'Dell. Noah Risley. No, I'm getting older, and you wrote so much, it's really small, so I, I, I got to use my bifocals here. Um, the most impactful spiritual experience, three paragraphs, so hang with me. If your legs get tired, it's your own fault, so anyway. When I was on a trip with Habitat for Humanity in Cambodia, our bus was driving on a highway and he would describe it in less charitable terms, during a severe thunderstorm. It was the beginning of monsoon season. Our bus was front-loaded with luggage and passengers, and our driver had no formal operate training operating such a large vehicle, so we soon began to hydroplane. I naturally was not paying attention. A voice calmly spoke to me, hold on, and so I moved back away from the window and grabbed the seat in front of me tightly as we swerved onto oncoming traffic and into a nearby ditch. Our bus rotated onto its side, and two boys landed on my side. However, I will always be thankful that I turned and caught them with my side instead of my legs, and that it wasn't my neck going through the broken window. None of the chaperones could determine who spoke to me, and it certainly wasn't the music I was listening to. If I hadn't moved, surely it would have been the only injury that happened that day. As I've dwelled on this experience more and more, I've realized that the only person who could have saved me was God. It may be a selfish example, but it's a real one. That's a great story. The person that he looks up to at West Art is his grandfather, Bob Knoll. He's the best man that I've ever had the privilege of knowing. He speaks softly, thinks deeply, and acts with kindness. He is slow to anger, but quick to action when necessary. His wit is unmatched at family dinners. That's saying something at y'all's family dinners, I'm just saying. 
and so are his prayers. As he, and he walks with God. Quite simply, he is still who I want to be when I grow up. Except I've been taller than him for a few years. That's Noah Risley. <laughs> last and certainly not least, it happens when your last name starts with a Z, I guess, right? Luke Ziegler. Luke says the most spiritually impactful experience was either the Bulgaria or Guatemala mission trips because you were confronted with the fact that Christ exists and works outside of our little corner of the world. It makes you realize that the gospel is meant for every person in every country. And the person that he looks up to at West Ark is Brian Robbins for his genuine interest in my life and for his desire to share all the fascinating experiences that he's had. That's Luke Ziegler. If you want to follow along, on the inside of the brochure on the, on the cover is a charge from the shepherds of the West Art Church of Christ. And Ted Knight, one of our elders, uh, is going to be reading that uh, to you guys. And then if he'll close in a prayer, we'll be dismissed following that. Well, um, I'll try to get to, through this too without showing much emotion. Uh, Maybe a little difficult. This is such, and I would like to say something before I read this. This is such a strange time in our history. You young people sh should really take notes about what's going on here because someday you're going to want to tell your children about this. I wish I would have known uh, back when my grandparents were still alive what we were going to face sometime in my life because I would have talked to them about the 1918 uh, pandemic um, and I would have liked to know more about it in fact I've ordered a book that I hope I get this next week that talks about the pandemic of 1918 but with that all in mind I would say one other thing you're going to be exposed to a lot of new ideas things you've never heard before not only from your friends but from your instructors from the people that you meet as you go along the way and, and just, just to uh, echo what Chris has said and what uh, Rick has said, remember who you are. Those things can impact your life very critically or very positively. And so you need to, you need to remember your attachment and that you belong to Christ. It's not just uh, whatever, oh, well, he's such a smart guy, he knows everything, so I just have to believe that. that that's not true. You have to make your decisions yourself as to what, uh, uh, what you're going to use to influence your life, who you are, and remember what your parents have taught you. I'm gonna start this a little bit differently because we usually do this in the spring. Well, this is not the spring. We're in the throes of the heat of summer, of course, except this past week. So, uh, Every season has something different about it. Spring is the most beautiful part of the season, and that is the time when we see beautiful flowers and new growth in trees and fields and, and, re, and refreshment that puts winter behind and, put, and helps us to re-energize for the seasons ahead. But the transitions aren't limited to this. It includes times of life when we acknowledge and recognize the continuation of students to begin a new phase of life. 
It's a graduation, which you've all already experienced in some form or, or, or uh, uh, type of graduation. Uh, they've been very different this year. A time to leave behind the things that we have grown from because of and look toward the new challenges that lie ahead. Now, we haven't had a, a baby blessing for a while, but I think we had one back in January, but we've got new babies, and I'm sure, and I hope, before the end of this year, we can have another one. But as you recall, as you've watched some of these, we always talk about our desires for these babies and for as they grow up and for these families. We've made a commitment to them. Our desire for them, when they reach the age that you are, is that they will be committed uh, to our Christian faith, our Christ-like values, and the two, our true Christian living. You are at the point that we only dream of for them. Of course, you may always be your mother's baby, and I can assure you, you will be. You are now transitioning to an adult, and I say, uh, as, as uh, uh, Chris said a moment ago, you've already done that. Your parents, teachers, and church family all offer our congratulations, our prayers, and our blessings for the future. Over the next few weeks, you will hear a lot of advice, most of which you will ignore. As you decide who to listen to, the shepherds from the West Ark Church family would like to offer these words of David in Psalms chapter one. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prosper. Your shepherds here at West Ark offer our prayers and blessings as you continue to make more and more independent decisions. No matter where you go, please remember your church family here loves you and wants to have for you everything that you need uh, might arise. Don't forget that we're always here for you, no matter what. We, as an eldership of the Church of uh, West Ark, hereby charge you, as the Apostle Paul charged Timothy in his first letter in chapter 6, verses 11 through 16. But you, children of God, flee from the love of money and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the sight of God, who gives life to everything, and to Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate, made the good confession, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the, the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in an unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see. To him be the honor and the might forever. Amen. And just one last thing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. 
and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. There's a stirring deep within me. Could it be my time has come? When I see my gracious Savior face to face when all is done, is that his voice I am hearing? Come away, my precious one, is he calling me?